Jonathan Switcher. Wrong sex. Loves to talk to his work. You know, you're the first thing I've created and then you feel like an artist. Don't you like a new scarf? He never expected. Not especially. To hear it talk back. I really think I'm going crazy. I am so glad you're working here. I never thought they'd hire anyone stranger than me. You're the only one who can see me like this. To the rest of the world, he's a disaster. You're quiet. And she's a dummy. Ow! You are one sick puppy. But together. They don't do that. You weren't so shy when you were creating me. You weren't so real. They make magic. <gasps> Look at him with the dummy. Who are you to criticize? And that new stock boy, and I just want you to keep an eye on him for me. I think I'm gonna handle things my own way. All the girl mannequins disappeared from the windows last night, film at 11. Yes, my dear, your favorite. She is gone to get him! You are magic. He's talking to the dummy again. Andrew McCarthy, Kim Cattrall. You know I would never bother you when you're getting a piece of wood. Mannequin. <laughs> would there be a little mannequin baby encased inside of her? I don't know. Hmm. And is that baby sub? Okay. Would that baby come back to life? Hold, hold on. That's or would she? <laughs> That's or my would if some if she turned into a mannequin with the mannequin baby inside of her and then no one was looking at her, does she die from that? She's like, oh god! And then they try to give her surgery and she turns back into a mannequin. Oh, Jesus. okay. I think I'm ready to work on the reboot of this. Movie. What if her l- arm is missing? Horror. Yeah. Uh, it's like right. we never stopped. Nope. How long has it been? Like a month. Damn. We 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 skipped a whole It's hard episode. around the holidays. It did. Sorry guys. Hey, it's us. This is Let's Ruin Our Childhood. Who are you? I am Alex Carter. And I am Tom McGrain. Uh, we are back. We're back. From our holiday hiatus. Which Indeed. we didn't plan on doing, but just sort of happened because we just there's just too much shit going on. Yeah, there was. Christmas and parties and comedy clubs opening and It was a lot. Christmas shows. Yeah. Christmas spectaculars. It was. So, sorry we were gone. We missed you. We got messages from several of our fans making sure everything was okay. <laughs> Guys, everything is just fine. Everything is just fine. Um I'm um I'm not drinking tonight. Me neither. We're off the sauce. It's that time yeah. of year. It but is. luckily, this week's movie made me feel like I was really drunk or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we've, uh, we're finally doing it, you guys. We did it. For real. This isn't a, this isn't a, a classic mannequin fake-out. Right. <laughs> For the first year of our podcast, we did the old mannequin fake-out. Yeah. We were always were threatening to do mannequin. And then we said we were going to do it. But we actually never talked about it in the episode that we already released called Mannequin, which I can't remember what episode number that is even. It's where we just talk. Right. Yeah. But this time, we for real watched 1987's 
Oh. Classic. <laughs> Directed by Mike Gottlieb. Oh, he's right up there on on Stone <laughs> on uh on uh They're gonna make a fucking statue out of him, okay? Oh yeah. Well this movie uh did it cost six million to make and it made forty six million. So this was a hit. Yes. This is a would you is this like a cult classic? I think it is. I think yeah, I think it kind of stuck and it, it was on TV all the time. It was, was a, a it was probably a Fox 17 always yeah, play yeah. Saturday afternoon mannequin. It was on a lot. I remember seeing it in the theater when it came out, of course, in the Story ah, City course. Theater. I remember watching yeah. it. You would have <laughs> I loved it. Did you love it? Oh, of course. In 87, <laughs> I was 11 years old. I'm like that is a that was a rollicking good time. <laughs> and maybe I should look for a mannequin of my own. Ah, uh, well, I've <laughs> I I'm sure I used to think very much the same thing. <laughs> like how do I And even if it didn't come to life, I'd probably still Right, you know, still <laughs> make use of it. <laughs> um this movie's insane. Yeah, I have not seen this in decades yeah it's been a it's been a very long time this is a 33 year old movie yeah that's cool that is super cool good for (laughs) us couple old guys 1987 was 33 years ago sure what oh yeah it was cool awesome is that right yeah it is i Uh know it doesn't seem like it's right but it is. The math checks out. I'm no <laughs> yes, mathematician. I'm just a movie expert. <laughs> um, did you have a nice holiday? Not to change I the did. subject. But. I did. It was a good Christmas. I had a wonderful Christmas time. Nice. I simply had one. You That's know? good. That's what you're supposed to do. My birthday was last week. That was good. Yeah. And then World War Three started, and now we're like, well, damn. Yeah. It's a weird time to stop drinking, I kind of thought. I was like, is this really, like, now I'm doing this again? Whatever. Yep. Yep. You have to deal with it all. Yeah. Which is a lot these days. It sure, sure is. The whole continent is on fire. Mm-hmm. It's a, There's a lot going on. Go back and listen to our Crocodile Dundee episode. <laughs> yeah. And remember... Australia. <laughs> R.I.P. Australia. Yep. You were one day away from retirement. That is kind of crazy. If I see one more goddamn video of a koala bear drinking water on fire, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I know. It's rough. Oof. Or just the ones with people driving with the camera outside of their cars. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like at least they kind of, all these burned animals sort of look fake. So it's not as traumatizing, even though it's fully real. Yeah. Crazy times. It is crazy. Way crazy start- times call for crazy movies. Yeah, way to start a comedy podcast. Uh, should we get into it? Yeah, let's see. The uh, dumbest part of this movie is the beginning. Well, it I re- mean, it it shows you where the it it sets things up. Yeah, it's like okay, this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything I want? Any anything else I want to say before we get into it? Um. No, I think we'll just have to get into it. There's a lot to get through. This movie is this movie is way crazier than I remembered. It's yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, starring Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall. Yep, G. W. Bailey. 
Yes, G.W. Bailey is back, you guys. As you an remember asshole that? Does cop. That name, does that name sound familiar to you? He should. He's become <laughs> yeah. a fucking role regular here on Let's <laughs> yes, Run Our Childhood. Although I think we're kind of done with him after this one, aren't we? Probably, I for think, a while. Because uh, Police Academy? Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, Police Academy, he's, in, he's an asshole cop in what was the other movie? Oh, shit. He only had three. <laughs> one of them was Mannequin. Um, Police Academy? There was another one, though. Yes, there was. It was a and comedy. He played the cop again. Yeah. Fuck. If only there was some way I could find that information readily available. There is a way. I believe in you. See if my it also stars Meshach Taylor, James Spader. Yes, a very classic creepy weird james spader yeah. i forgot he was in this altogether i saw his name in the credits up front and i'm like oh my god that's right he's the bad guy in this james spader and andrew mccarthy starred in three movies together over the course of two years it's kind of weird yeah it was weird seeing those two together in this movie if you've seen uh less than zero yeah or pretty in pink or is it 16 candles yeah pretty in pink pretty but, in pink but uh less than zero is a pretty intense movie is it i've never seen it uh you'd like it I bet. Mm, George Bailey? What's that guy's name? G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey. Yeah. G- old G-dubs. Old G-dubs. <laughs> G-dubs Bailey. Star of Police Academy, Mannequin, and how could we ever forget? Classic episode, Short Circuit. Oh, That was our right. first G-dubs experience. Right, right, right. For Let's Ruin Our Childhood. Yes. Oh, how could we forget? That was like episode number three or four. That was early. That, was, that one broke my and brain, we, too. This movie is equally one, as crazy. I thought I went into short circuit thinking I would like it, and I have hated it. Yes, me too. I didn't hate it. I think you might have hated this, and I didn't hate it. Uh, no, I did not hate it, but... I did, I did not like short circuit. <laughs> I won't tell you that much. <laughs> all right, all right. So Okay. Yeah, young young Kim Cattrall, extremely young Andrew McCarthy. Looks like he's about sixteen in this movie. He said that is a rare occasion where the leading lady was older than the leading man. Andrew McCarthy was twenty four, and Kim Cattrall is thirty when they made this movie. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which makes Kim Cattrall, she was thirty, and this movie came out thirty seven years ago. 33. 33 years ago. So That's 30 plus 33. Hold 63 on, on. years old. Six. Yes. God damn. Yeah. Samantha. Samantha. 63. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Let's see. We're doing it. We're in it. Let's do it. Let's get okay. into it. Mannequin, 1987. And we're in. Directed by Mike Gottlieb. Okay. <laughs> Very important. It is. No one. He didn't. We can look that up, too. I don't know what the fuck else he did. <laughs> um, we start off in Edfu, Egypt, a really long time ago. Yes, that's what the... That's literally what it says on the screen. Right. And then it adds before lunch. Funny. Hilarious. Good joke. Uh, and we're panning over some mummies, and there's like sand blowing around. And then you get to one that's clearly like a living person in... Yes, and but don't 
Oh, I'm sorry. Don't sell them short on what this set looks like. It looks like a high school play. <laughs> yes, very much so. It's, right. It is. It's the cold open to the movie. We're in a. We're like, man. We're. I'm watching Mannequin. Why are we in ancient Egypt? Yeah. What's going on here? Why does it look like a high school play? And basically, you get the sense that as the movie goes on, they're like, that only happens so they can be like, there's some reason this is happening. So it couldn't just be like. Oh. And even then, you're like, what? This, I mean, they're just, they're letting you know right out of the gate. This is how fucking lazy our screenwriters are, yeah. and uncreative. Yeah, this is what we're gonna wheel out the the underpinnings of the quote magic in this. And movie. I will say, uh, in reading the trivi- trivia, G. W. Bailey himself said. I'd never made a movie like this. And he's in some stupid fucking movies. <laughs> I, he was in Short Circuit. Yes. He's okay? in Police Academy. The guy that starred in Police Academy and Short Circuit said, this fucking movie is dumb. Yes. That's all you need to know about but, Mannequin. But when he said that, <laughs> he said he told the director that, and the director was like, lean into it, baby. We're going all in on how dumb this movie is. And so that gives it a- I'll show you dumb. Yeah. In a way, it's like, okay, it gets kind of a pass now, I guess. I don't know. Well, again, 11-year-old me. Also, Edfu, Egypt, this is supposed to be a couple thousand years ago, and Kim Cattrall is as white as white can be. Well, yeah, the scene, see, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then her very white mom comes in. Right. Speaking perfect English. And they're not even trying... Yeah, it's two white ladies with 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 stereotypical Egyptian lady clothes on, just talking like this, talking like their mother and daughter, right? And she's like, "Why aren't Why won't you marry anyone?" Right? Blah blah blah. Like, and they go through the people she wouldn't marry, and now the last option, she says it's like a jewel dealer, and then she's like, "Really?" And her mom's like, "Okay, it's a it's a camel dung salesman," and then she wishes to the gods they would do something. And with no special effects whatsoever, she just disappears. Yeah, she's like randomly says to like no real god in particular. No. Oh boy, like I don't want to be a part of this arranged marriage. Yeah. If only there was some way out of this. Yeah, because she wants to do things. She wants to make things. She wants to fly. She wants to fly. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, does she ever? <laughs> yes. We'll get there in about two hours. And uh, she disappears, and we cut to Philadelphia. 1987. Yep. Uh, wow, we're so good at this. Andrew McCarthy. Is it? Is it? Is this is when we meet Andrew McCarthy. Yes, he. We pan over Philadelphia a little bit, and cut to the mannequin factory that and Andrew McCarthy <sighs> works in. Yeah. And then like a classic R and B song starts playing. Yeah. Because he's finishing up a mannequin, and he's like. You're like my best work or whatever. It's like. Yeah, it's like a warehouse like shop. There's mannequin parts like going around on a on a conveyor or something. Like just hanging around, like arms and yeah. torsos hanging around, and he's like singing Motown music and dancing. This is after he finishes his mannequin. Yeah, and he's, he's putting like put the head on. He's like trying to find the right yeah. arms. Those arms aren't the right arms. He's dancing with it. He is, he's dancing. Also, a couple other people in the factory are dancing. Yeah, they're having a good time. And he gets. The, that's a real job. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in momentarily. <laughs> so his he's dancing and he's looking for arms. And first of all, the first two arms he grabs, like these two huge muscular arms, I and I was like, "What? 
why would you reach for those? I thought it immediately. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, bro? Those aren't going to work. You're like the master mannequin guy and you're grabbing the two muscle arms. That doesn't make sense. You what if? What if he just went with those arms and then she came to life? <laughs> Kim Cattrall has like has like Arnold arms. Has like Rocky three sinewy jacked arms. Huh. That makes me think. Would I if there was like a super hot lady, but she had like massive man arms? Right. Would I be into that? I think I might. No. Mm. <laughs> you haven't considered this this point before? No. Big jacked like put I mean, your arms it was to shame. 1987 Kim Cattrall, but she had Sly's arms. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, I think that lady took my arms, you know? <laughs> what if Sly had just tiny lady arms and his his body? <laughs> that would be crazy too. Hmm. But he could still do everything. But he just has these yeah. slender, muscleless, <laughs> no tone, just, you know. How could he even, he wouldn't be able to exist? There's no way he could Physically, have his, yeah. No, by the law of physics, it wouldn't no. work, but I like to imagine That's still that fun. Could. Hey, like, check out these skinny arms. Like, <laughs> they still work pretty good, you know? Uh, famous impressionist Alex Carter. That's right. <laughs> Uh yeah, so he's grabbing those arms, and then he's putting her on like the wrong bodies, like the wrong torsos. Right. He puts her on like a man's torso, and he goes wrong sex, and then he goes through like. But three. he's like, maybe I like that, and then yeah. the movie changes again completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's Kim Cattrall has a monster ladies. dong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, here we go. That would be an entire. That would be the movie. 2020 remake. Yes, would be that the he woke. quote accidentally puts a lady on a man top, <laughs> comes alive, but he's like, you know what? I didn't realize that this is what I'm actually attracted to. <laughs> he's also far too in love with this mannequin before he's anything. into it. Yeah, and they, I mean the the mannequin's face is Kim Cattrall's face, yeah. which is a nice touch. Yes, I'm surprised they even bothered with it. She honestly. had to pose. They made like six different mannequins. Oh, I wondered how many. I'm like, they must have made a whole bunch. Yeah, and she also no, said, no, no, who that'd be a good job for? Who head chunks? <laughs> oh yeah, baby, <laughs> bringing head chunks back. Being a he- bringing head chunks back in the two O, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? Hey, you know? Gotta go. Uh, so he finally gets the torso right. Gets the arms on there, and his boss comes over, and he's like, hey, you know, he's talking about how great his mannequin is, and his boss is like, you got to be faster, something to that effect. Yeah. He's like, well, this one only took me six days. He's like, I could probably get three or four done a month. Yeah. And the boss is like, you're supposed to do three or four a day. Because is he designing their faces? Apparently, that's... Like he he designs their faces, but he also picks out their arms. But he it's a stupid job. But if if I had to guess what his job was, he's just putting mannequins he's together. He's just assembling them. Right. Yeah. And to get three or four done an hour, yeah, I hope so. Unless there's some sort of uh mechanics involved in screwing together uh, t- uh, <laughs> two arms and two legs and, and a head. Judging by him assembling the mannequin, it takes about four minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And like, he's he, not even good. I mean, he's if he even tried a little bit, he could be banging these things out. Yeah. So his boss is 
Correct. But he must have, des- I mean, they don't even imply it, though, that he designed the face. They do say he's a sculptor. Yeah, but but I feel like he's never got the chance to sculpt. Well, he also, we learn shortly after this, because he asks if he can stay and finish the mannequin after he gets fired. Right. Because the boss walks away, and then he says something smart-ass, and then he's like, you're fired. Yep. And he's like, can I just stay and finish? I just feel like. Can I finish? Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm going to call yeah. the police if you say that yeah. again. And put your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now there's a couple of little montages in this movie, but uh, he gets fired and he moves on to balloon sales. Yeah, he's like a, he's, he's a, doing balloon animals at a kid's birthday party. Yep. And he makes one, and then the snotty kid comes up. The snotty 80s kid comes yep. up. And What's he call him, Biscuit Head? <laughs> yes, yes. He's like, ah. He's and like, then his dad calls I want him the big balloon. And he's, and he's like, he's like, no, he can't have it. That's the official business balloon. Right. It's this enormous one. rubber balloon. He's like, my dad's paying for this Biscuit Head. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So he goes, okay, here you go. So he's like, all right, fine. And he pulls down the business balloon. Perfect, the perfect amount of ease with which you would pull a balloon down from, you know, a stack of balloons. Right. A pile, whatever you want to call it. A bunch of balloons. A bunch. And he gives it to the kid. It's like a six-foot tall balloon. It's a big-ass balloon. Yeah. But as soon as the kid grabs it, he, of course, begins to float away. Right. <laughs> he and grabs then, his ankle. Yes. And the dad comes up and goes, hey, bi- call some biscuit head. Yeah. Hey, biscuit head, get your hands <laughs> yeah. off my kid. Eddie. Which is a weird thing to say at that point, don't don't you think? It sure is. It seems- Take uh, your hands. So he goes, okay. <laughs> yes. And he lets go, and the kid floats away. And he's dead. <laughs> we have to assume. 100%. <laughs> yes. We're about, oh, maybe three minutes into this movie, and there's a dead kid on our hands already. Because yep. that kid- I mean, he floated. He wasn't letting go of that balloon <laughs> no. till it was too late. Exactly. Or the balloon deflated. That but. kid ended up in outer space. <laughs> he's just frozen in the stratosphere. <laughs> he's still up there. He's he's in geosynchronous <laughs> orbit with Earth. He's just constantly <laughs> floating around Earth like space junk. Courtesy of Andrew McCarthy. Yep. Well, his dad also had a hand in that because he did. It say, was his dad's fault. But it's weird how much more effort it took after he gave the kid the balloon to pull the kid down. Right. But we know. We understand. Clearly, this movie's fucking stupid. Right. And they just made a choice to kill a little kid at the beginning of it. So we're like, okay. So ancient Egypt, dead kid, yep. two minutes in. All right. What movie am I watching? It's called Mannequin. Yep. Uh, so from there, he goes on to be a uh, hedge trimmer. Yep. And he's trimming the hedges. And his boss comes up to him, and he's like, you ever uh, trimmed hedges before? And he's, like, making a, a hedge sculpture. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands style. Yeah. And he's taking too long or whatever. He's like, I figured, uh, you know, hedges could be sculptures too. Right. It's like, you're fired. He, also, every time he gets fired, they say, you're fired, go pick up your paycheck and leave. Yeah. No one has ever said that. I know. So Is so that the, an 80s thing? someone constantly... Preparing paychecks for people that might be fired that day? Yeah. There's, there's always a check waiting yeah. for you for the right amount of... Yeah. No. I would imagine. Not. Nice try, 80s movies. Yes. 
Then he goes on to making pizzas. The big old. He's just yeah. You know what his problem is? This guy's just too darn. He's meticulous. He is. He's just too darn artistic. Yeah. Which the pizza. I watched this movie twice, sort of. Good for you. I watched it once for real, and then twice I was like, okay. And I was looking at that pizza, and I was like, he's being super slow with this pizza. And I look, I'm like, that pizza doesn't look artistic at all. Yeah. He's just a picky motherfucker. Meticulous. He gets fired, and then he says, let me guess. I can go pick up my check and leave. Like, yep, yep, it's 1987, so that's what you have to do. That check's been waiting there all day for you. Yep, just in case. Just in case you got fired. They heard he was coming, and they're like, <laughs> Get this guy's check this ready. Um, he's fired from that. So now we see him riding on his motorcycle, and he's going to pick up his girlfriend from work, and he gets there, and she's clearly embarrassed that he's on a motorcycle. Right. But I was also like, because somebody says, oh, here comes the road warrior. Like, real insultingly. And they're all, like, fashionable, snotty 80s, 80s people. That work at a department store. Right. I don't know. Like, and, but I'm also like, that's a Harley. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's what I thought, too. I'm like, he's on a Harley. It's not he like has a, a leather jacket bike. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It, was it a, seems cool. I think people would be like, oh, cool. The cool guy's here now. But I, I can remember as a kid thinking, oh, he's cool. Yeah. For sure. But they were trying to tell you that he's not cool. What world are these yuppies on where this guy isn't cool? Come on. Yeah. Go pick up your check. Yeah. And then uh, her boss, he picks her up. She's embarrassed. Her boss kind of insults him and uh, gets in a limo. He's like, oh, you go to, a, go to a funeral and then a wedding at the same time or some shit like that. Uh and it's, I don't know, it's embarrassing. Okay, good. Good, way to go. These are complete notes. Uh-huh. Uh, so they go to, she asks if they're going to go to dinner. And he's like, I was thinking maybe uh, a hot dog and some ice cream. Right. And she's like, you lost your job again. Every day, biatch. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm just collecting all <laughs> yeah. these final checks. Yeah. And then uh, we'll get, to, but you see his apartment later, and I'm like, well, how did you manage this? It was the 80s. Yeah. It wasn't terrible times like now. <laughs> uh, she tells him to see a shrink, and he's like, "I can't afford a shrink." It's like maybe one of those radio shrinks. He's like, "Well, they only they can only fix the problems that fit in between commercials." I yes. should turn that off. I will. <laughs> uh, and then she gets in a cab because she's not having it, not having that evening. And it immediately starts to rain. And his motorcycle Won't will start. now no longer start. Why? I don't know why he turned it off. And it's been, and it's fine. And whatever. Very sad moment. Boy, this guy, this poor guy <laughs> lost his girlfriend, Roxy. Except for they have a date the next day that he skips. Correct. <laughs> yes. It's a, he hasn't lost her yet. What is the point? Of his relationship with her. There's no real... Uh, later, there is. It comes back around. Ah, you're right. It does. Um, it just seems... Yeah. it's It doesn't make a whole lot of sense at this point. So, yeah. His motorcycle won't start, so he's walking home, and it's pouring rain. Walk, walk, walk. And guess what he sees in a window, bright and shiny. <gasps> a beautiful, sexy mannequin. The love of his life. 
a plastic mannequin, <laughs> as far as he knows. Yeah. And he walks up to the window, and he's like, uh, gazing upon her. Yes, gazing is the correct word. Longingly. Longingly. Like Ralphie looking in the window at the Red Rider BB gun. Yep. He's like, I can't wait to fuck this mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get my hands all over this thing. <laughs> Put those giant arms back on it and go nuts. Yep. <laughs> uh, and he walks away and he's like I'll see you tomorrow and he starts his motorcycle magically starts after that happens of course yeah um, the next day he's gonna go check he's walking back just to look at this mannequin again as far as we know yeah and uh, he's walking and we see Estelle Getty, Sophia from the Golden Girls, yep. in one of her the few roles where she, I mean, what she's in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah, that's kind of and the Golden Girls. And in the movies, she always played and looked way younger. Mm. Like she looked like she's like sixty. She, I think in she this. was actually like the youngest of yeah. those women. Yeah, yeah. But she would look like the old grandma. Yeah, because she was Dorothy's mom. Right. Which made really. No sense. And let me tell you something about Estelle Getty. She is a terrible actor. <laughs> she is so bad in this. Well, I think, is it her? I mean, I haven't, to be fair, it's been a while since I've seen Stop okay, look, My Mom Will Shoot. Right, and she <laughs> is great in Golden Girls. I, I think I probably made a lot of people mad with that last statement. I will say this. Her performance in this is just like a phoned-in high school play. You feel like it's bad on purpose. I, this is. I feel like the whole movie is kind of bad on purpose. Mm, nope. There's no way Starship would put that song on the end of this movie if it was just a a spoof yuck 'em up type movie. This but is, it is. This a played as a no. When this came out, I know it played as a serious romantic movie, or not, but a a, com, a romantic comedy, right? But not as a slapstick goofball, which is what they were also, which is what they were making. But the tone and presentation is complete. Like fantasy romance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like when they were. All right. Sustained. All right. <laughs> um. So they're putting up a big sign, a big ass sign, hundred year anniversary. Right. It's like, she asked. She asked her boy, uh, what's his name again? It's Andrew McCarthy. What's his name in the movie? Booger. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she asked what he thinks of the sign. Dude, are you? Because what a what's about to happen totally it goes against what you just said. What? Putting up the sign, and then the sign falling. Right. He pushes her out of the way, sort of. He's like, "Look out!" Then the sign goes past him, and then he catches it on the way back down. Right. Then he rides it for like two minutes. Right. While having a conversation with Estelle Getty. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, is there anything I could do? He's like, I could use a job. And then every once in a while, he gets shocked in the ass by an exposed wire. Right. And she's like, when can you start? It's like, as soon as this is done. Zapped in the ass again. He's like, I'm going to own this place at this point. Yeah. There's an enormous, I'm going to own this place by this afternoon. The insurance will just give this building to me. I have to inhale here for a second, Alex. Inhale. And exhale. 
All right, so now he's got a job because he saved Estelle Getty. Yeah, he can do anything. Yep, and they go into uh, James Spader's office. We meet James Spader's character now, and uh, he's a creepy little corporate guy. With his hair is all slicked over to the side, but not in like a cool way, in like a yeah, nerdy, like a dome. Yeah, little glasses, very yeah, creepy, creep way. Um, he's a creep in everything. James Spader is like the creep. Yes, he is. He's good at it. He's great at it. Who's better than and his, as James he got Spader older, being a creep? His voice, like he's Ultron. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, true. He's got a cool voice later in life. Um, California. He, uh, <clears throat> Estelle Getty asks him what he wants to do. Like, what he wants to do at this, what's it called? Prince's? Yes. yes. Prince's department store. Yeah. A gimbals, if you will. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. <laughs> Macy's. It's fucking crazy. And apparently, it was a Macy's in Philadelphia. Is that what it was? But I don't. I'm like, how can any department store afford to be this grand? Like, nah, I'm sure it was shot at some other things too. It seems it, like there was uh, there was some crazy. weird things. Um, so Estelle Getty wants him to get whatever job he wants, but she leaves the room, and James Spader's like, "Well, I have the perfect job for you." And blah blah blah. And he's he's a stock boy. Because James Spader on the phone was talking about people from Harvard working at this department store. Right. Which didn't... I was like, what? It was the 80s. Guys like that were villains. Yes. Um. So he gets a job as a stock boy in the department store where his girlfriend Beloved mannequin is. Sex doll. Yes. That is... Yet to be alive. Right. That he is very into. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's a stock boy, and he's supposed to be stocking panties. And he calls his girlfriend. Stocking panties. That's the yep. name of Toll's next record. <laughs> yeah, more like stuffing panties. <laughs> mm, what does that even mean? Stuffing panties in my mouth. <laughs> 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 uh, I see the album cover now. Yep. I uh, me too. <laughs> that looks great. <laughs> uh he calls his girlfriend to tell her he has a new job while he's Which I'm sure she's thrilled to hear. Yeah. It's like, oh great, Mr. Final Check will bring you home another a new final check today. But as he's talking to her, uh her pervy foreign coworker. Foreign is the correct term. Yes. In like uh, what country indetermined? I it goes from Middle Eastern into uh, uh, Italian and then yeah. back out again. Yeah, to European like or some Eastern sorts. European yes. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it goes in and out of those as he talks. But uh, he's basically he's kind of like funny a, though. He's like a human <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, it's uh, gross. It is. It would be me too now. Big time. Um. So he's pushing this stuff around. And then now I'm gonna try to keep okay, I didn't I didn't note it up too hard on this, uh-huh. so I'm trying to No problem. So he for some reason goes to a different floor with his cart full of panties and walks into a woman's dressing room where a woman is getting dressed. Yeah. I I and I and then he walks into a woman's dressing room. After that, so James Spader is like, "What are you doing? You're right. on, you're, he's like stocking panties, or he's like just dealing with panties or whatever." And he's like, right. "I can see that. Um, you're four floors too high. 
and he's like oh right <laughs> and then he just goes back i was trying to, to rem- i'm like was i not paying attention a minute ago where that was a setup for something i i think he it's like he was looking f- for clothes in there i really don't know because but why would he be doing that why does he do it again <laughs> like he sneaks into a woman's dressing room again but he doesn't have the mannequin yet guy's just a pervert this guy just has problems well what's uh, he's just gonna this is why he gets fired from all his jobs he's just gonna go hang out in the fucking he's like oh yeah i'm stocking and uh (laughs) so he does finally grab his mannequin because he's there at night because where does all this lead his stocking why was he there at night because he wanted to fuck the mannequin but but did he hide out there i can't remember he just stayed, as far as I know. They okay. don't. Nothing is. Uh, there was no. There's not a lot of. Uh, well, yeah. I, exposition. I, I know. I know. Things just <laughs> happen in this movie, and you just go with it. But yeah. I couldn't remember if there was something, a reason why he was hanging out there later. No. Um, so we meet Meshach Taylor. His name is Hollywood Montrose in the movie. Hollywood Montrose. Hollywood Montrese. Montrose. Montrose. And Hollywood he, Montrose. He's a very flamboyant. Uh, gay black man yep cartoonishly so cartoonishly so he's constantly squealing and and screaming out things and being yes just as gay as he's imagine yeah like the 90s romantic comedy gay friend yeah but you like squared yes that's who he is exponentially crazier and gayer like we get it we get it we got it for sure (laughs) and he catches him talking to the mannequin and this is before, still before the mannequin was alive. Right. He was just he was just pining like, away. He's like, you're my creation, and I blah blah blah. Like I've never felt I've never felt like I made art before. And Montrose walks in, and he's like, Oh, oh that it. is some good shit. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like, hey, girl, that was like some Shakespearean shit. All right. right. Oh my god. <laughs> um, more squealing though. More squealing. Like, and more shrieking. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, and now we meet uh, our man G.W. Bailey, head of security. Yep, Another once again, asshole cop. The same character. Yes, the one note is, is, that that guy could play. He's significantly dumber in this one. I yes, because in the other movies, he's dumb. But like, not people don't treat him like he's dumb, or on he's not as dumb in this movie. He's like, they're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. This guy's a real dumb guy. Yeah, but it's weird because he's acting exactly the same, right? But just a little bit dumber. Yeah. Like there'll be a couple of things of note, but he's being the same exact. Person. He's he's in less of a position of power in this movie than yeah. he is in the other movie. Right? Because he's like Maybe a, he's a mall cop basically yeah. in this, a, sec- a night security guard. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to James Spader. Oh, no, he talks to our our boy, uh, Andrew McCarthy. Did we figure out his name yet? Jim. Jim Schlip, Schlippy. Schlippy. Jim Slap. Schlichter. Jim Schlichter. Jim. Jim. It doesn't put his name. God damn it. It's Jim something. Or John. It's John. This movie had a real effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> John Jonathan? No. But yeah, he's he talks about like he's gonna be working with Meshach 
and with Montrose and uh, GW says some Jonathan kind of, Switcher. Jonathan Switcher. Jim Schlick, Schlick, Schlippy. Schlipp, Schlappy. Yep. Yeah, we were real close. Jonathan uh, Slappens. So he sort of accuses him of being gay for working with Montrose. And then he says some even more kind of bigoted shit. And then uh, yeah. uh, John Schlicker. Jonathan Switcher. 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 Jonathan Switcher says, it could be worse. I could be working with a bigoted jerk. Yeah. Which I was like, ah. Boom, roasted. Yeah. Woke. Woked. Yeah, 80s woke, I guess. Um, so now, what is he doing? He's with the mannequin. Uh, this is when he's talking to the mannequin. I'm sorry, guys. You're tough. Now he's talking <laughs> to the mannequin, and Meshach walks in and says some stuff, and he's like, duh, duh. Because he hears him talking, and Meshach leaves the room. He's like, "I don't judge anybody. You can do whatever you want, because we should be judging him for being gay, right? Because it's the eighties, right? Correct. To that effect. Uh, he leaves the room, and guess what? She's alive now. Beautiful Kim Cattrall. Yep, is alive. Um, they. He make- jumps back. He freaks out. Oh yeah. my god, the mannequin's alive. You can't believe it. But boy, he sure uh, does get used to her being alive real quick. It's one of those situations. It's one of the classic let's ruin our childhood situations where yes. you'd be like, oh, th- there's a demon involved with this. Right. But this I would also n- say if I was 24 <laughs> years old and a Kim Cattrall mannequin came to life, I would be like, you know what? I'll probably roll with this. <laughs> You're going to live with me now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking you home. And uh, you only. I'm not showing you to my parents. <laughs> yeah. You're you only to come bedroom. to life at night when no one can see you. <laughs> this is uh, this is a really good situation for me. Why do I leave you at this fucking department store? What is wrong with me? I bring Great. you to my apartment where no one can see us ever. Great question. Why do we need this whole charade of the department store? The department store is missing one mannequin. Who gives yeah. a fuck? They won't even There's 500 know. more in back. Yeah. He could have taken the mannequin home and is like, we live here now. Yeah. And you clearly are in love with me, so. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, child, uh, movie ruined. Boom. Yeah, we found a flaw in Mannequin. (laughs) (laughs) Someone call the Nobel Prize, people. (laughs) Get them on the horn. Yeah. We fucking did it. So she's wearing a dress, and they're doing some stuff, talking. I don't even remember what they were doing. Did they start working on the display at that point they don't really show it but she's collecting yes she's collecting tennis rackets talking and she's like this is going to be the best display ever and she's explaining herself to him like oh i'm right i'm i'm four thousand years old i'm four thousand i dated christopher columbus and michelangelo and she's michelangelo was not interested he was into hollywood if you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so we get this so she dated christopher columbus and had no problem with it that that wasn't cool. Turns out, uh, 
So yeah, yeah, so basically she explained she's a time traveling Egyptian magic lady. Yeah. Magic white lady. Why? A white Egyptian magic lady. Yes. But so she's a mannequin and she came to life. How did How- she come to life? In, did Christopher Columbus make a wooden sex doll? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then people would be like, they see him making out with just a log. <laughs> right. Like, like she's come along. He's like, I swear. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I swear, you know. Like, <laughs> this is like a real lady. Like yeah. We're going to do it and stuff later, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um. And then she takes her clothes off and runs away. She drops her dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and he chases her. Right. And then the next thing we know, I do believe, is him waking up in this perfectly done tennis window. So we are led to believe that they have sex. Yeah. Is this this when he wakes up in the display? Or is that later? Yes. No, that's this time. And also, the displays are supposed to be, like, the, right. That's the next plot point here. The so, most impressive. So, was was that even his job to make the? It's, no, that was Hollywood's job. Yes, he basically stole Hollywood's job yes. right here. He, but Hollywood is a okay with it because it's so impressive. Right. So he wakes up, and it's like, is this the tennis rackets? Yeah, like a tennis ball. Tennis rackets is moving back and forth. There's some like the mannequins are moving. Yeah. It is not very impressive. It's really. I not. mean, it's like, oh, neat! Look what they did. They made the stuff move a little but bit. But there's like a crowd outside of the yes. window because it's 1930 yeah. and people would still crowd around yeah. department store exactly. windows. Ooh, ah! Look at this tennis ball moving back and forth. But it has caused a stir. Spinning tennis rackets. It's a sensation. That it is. Um. Uh, and he was supposed to go on a date with Roxy the night before. And he runs to Roxy, and he's like, I got to tell you something. Shit's going crazy, and she's super pissed, and she gets in the car with the foreign guy. The foreign guy. The foreign, the foreign molester guy. Yeah. He's like, no. He's like, I think I need help. Like, something crazy happened last night, and I cannot. I don't understand what's going on. Uh, like, really. He's like, the, and he even tells her. He's like, the mannequin came to life. We built this display. Like, you, I think I'm going crazy. Right. And she's like, whatever. She's all pissed that he didn't show up. And she leaves. And she's done talking to him for a while. And she acts like this is just like a... Uh, like a... Like a uh, me and my boyfriend are fighting. When it's like, he's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And like, can't hold down a job. I should probably just be done with this guy. Completely. <laughs> yes, and yeah. not And have no problem <laughs> looking back. Oh, no. he gets fired from every job he's ever had, and now he's in love with a mannequin. Okay. Yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I don't have to talk to this guy anymore. Yep. And this is where we see his apartment, which is uh, like a massive loft with some of his sculptures in it. Is he talking to? He calls his mom now, and he's like, "Mom, is there any history of mental illness in our family?" And she asks him if he's on drugs, and he's like, "No drugs, mom." He's like, "Uh." And he just kind of, I don't know, nothing that exciting happens there. <laughs> um, you find out the uh, the display has caused quite a sensation. Yes. Because a guy runs into the competing 
department store. Illustra. Yes. Who they keep pronouncing Olestra. And I'm like, are these guys making that stuff that made everyone shit their pants in their Doritos? Did that ever happen to you? It happened to me. It didn't happen to me. I ate them and, and, I, and oh, no. I made it unscathed. I know, fully. And I was like, why did I just kind of shit my pants? <laughs> and then I was like, ah, I see. These Pringles is what did it. So, yeah, it happened. Real, a real, it was like, a, sorry, audience, but just like a little greasy mess that's just that's what they said would happen like it it's was, like the shit just like literally runs right through you yeah it was how long are those things were those on the market for a year maybe i don't know but it was like what oh. do they call oh wow yeah wow doritos <laughs> yeah. wow i just have i just shit pens oil in my underwear yeah. and it's not even it was like oh there's nothing there's no stopping this it wasn't like oh it just was happening it was just like it, it wasn't didn't like, even feel like no. It was like <laughs> oh, it was Jesus like Christ. Yeah. You're welcome, audience. Um so yeah, the a guy runs into Roxy's boss. Roxy is uh Andrew is Jonathan Jonathan You know who I'm talking about. Andrew McCarthy's Switcher. girlfriend. Switcher's girlfriend. And wait, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. And this guy runs in and he's like, there's this amazing display at Prince's. Like, you will not believe it. It is shocking. He's like, this guy is so blown away by it. That yeah, like, it's like he just saw a space alien yeah. land. It's like, you, this is not. This is going to blow your fucking mind. Yeah. It's going to change the way you think about everything. Yeah. And if you see it. A dis- like, department store window display. Yeah. Or and, sporting goods. And you're like, um, uh, wouldn't, like, not, not really. But the 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 boss of the competing department store where his girlfriend works right. calls James Spader and you're like, uh oh, we already knew Spader was bad. Yeah, but now we know he's in cahoots. He's really bad. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want this little twerp ruining everything. And he's like, I'll do, take care of it. He was like, I was talking about you. You're like, okay, one window display, and they're like, we're ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, we're going down. Well, yeah, they said that uh, his windows play. Well, maybe they hadn't said that yet. That his window displays had taken it caused their they business to go down eighty nine percent. Not yet, not yet. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit later because they're going to fire uh, John. He's back. They go back to um, the big office part of the department store. And they're having a big meeting where James Spader is trying to convince them to fire John for building this display. He's like, all these people looking at it, it's disgusting. Right. It's like, that doesn't, that makes no sense at all. And Estelle Getty is like, nope, like we, <laughs> we keep it forever. He's like, but the deal, the deal is that Illustra is going to buy Princess. Illustra. Oh, shit. <laughs> I shit my pants. Um is going to buy Prince's for 10% of what they're worth. And they're going to make it wow, Prince's. Yep. When you go shopping there, you shit your pants. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. go get, let me do that Olestra joke. Uh, Seriously, it sounds like they're saying Olestra, though, all the time. Yeah. Anyways. And Estelle Getty is like, well, I, you know, this is really, it's bringing in business. She's like, people see it. Maybe they'll come in. And... 
Spader's trying to convince her not to do this. And she's like, I say we stay in business without selling the place for six more weeks. All in favor, say aye. And everyone, actually, she doesn't say that. Other people, that there's a, in fact, there was a, a black executive woman at the table, which I was like, way to go, 80s movie. Yeah. Having a black female executive on the on the fake board in, in the movie, but I was like, nice job. <laughs> and they all diversity. Say, yeah. All in favor, say aye. And everyone's in favor except for James Spader. And they bring in Andrew McCarthy and they're like, like, oh, we're gonna keep you around. You got a new job. You're our new visual director. Right. Director of visual <laughs> marketing or whatever. He's like, I don't know what that means. Because that win that window display, whew. I mean, yeah. The world had not seen the likes yeah. of anything like that. Yeah. P- people were weeping outside the window. Several <laughs> yes. people looked at it and then ran into the street and killed themselves because yeah. they couldn't handle it. It was like they saw Christ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got a new job, and he's like, I don't know if I can do it again. He's like, that may have been a one-time deal. Yeah. And Estelle Getty's like, you need to believe in yourself. He's like, okay. And as everyone exits, James Spader is the last one to leave, and he's like, you should be thanking me because I fought for you so hard. Uh, in more or less words. Then Andrew McCarthy sits down after everyone leaves the room. He's like, all right. Puts his feet up on the table. You're like, way You're to man. go. Um, so, uh, now Spader is talking to Felix, and he's like, I need you to keep an eye on Jonathan. To see what he's up to. Right. Like he's sneaking as if he's doing something. Like at this point, no one has any idea that something weird is happening. Or maybe Felix does already a little bit. The Felix is the security guard, G.W. Bailey. Well, he just, as that character, he's always suspicious and a dickhead to everyone. Right. So you can't, I mean. Except for the other His motivation is just he doesn't like anyone. (laughs) Yeah. He's an old, he's an old white guy that hates everyone. Yeah. Um. So actually, this is where there's exposition about Christopher Columbus. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> so they're walking around doing stuff, and he they're talking a little bit. I don't, and they get into like this room with all these speakers. Yeah, and like the electronics part of the store. Yeah, with sound systems, '80s style, literally a wall of everywhere. speakers. Yeah, and he kind of goes in for a kiss, and she falls back, and lands on the controls of this wall of speakers. Right, and music starts blaring, and she's like, "Where do they keep the instruments?" Because for this is the only thing she that has shocked her right. from modern. This is her day. unfrozen caveman lawyer moment. <laughs> yeah, the only one though. Right, <laughs> so far, like. There's and she's been traveling throughout history is what we're led to believe. Yeah. So she should be kind of up to speed with like in- incremental changes in technology. But this one would be like if your last boyfriend was Christopher Columbus, this incremental jump. Also a perfect English. Why would she take 400 years off? I don't. Why would she take any time off? Maybe she never did. That's true. Maybe she's been banging. <laughs> Maybe she through just the been years. boning her way yeah. through history as a. As a <laughs> That's what they should have named this movie. <laughs> boning through history (laughs) yeah focus more on her coming up (laughs) before i would i I, hey look they could have done 20 minutes of 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 her traveling through time as a wooden doll yeah getting boned i've seen a movie called boning through history 
It was pretty awesome. Is <laughs> <laughs> it on Cinemax? Mm-hmm. After 10.30? So now there is a dance montage of epic proportions. This was... Oh, boy. Yeah. Several, several costume changes. So they're just playing makeup in the store, dress up in the store in the middle of the night. Yeah. They're putting on costumes and dancing around very different themes. Not just makeup, like make-believe, yes. too. Yeah, like like whole set pieces. And there's like a part when they're in like a freight elevator where, where I think to myself, I was like, you know what? We hear music. But they're in a freight elevator. Where's the music coming from? They're not hearing any music. There's been a couple <laughs> of fucking weirdos. That's true. Yeah. He's playing a, an enormous pipe organ at one point. Uh, apparently the biggest one in a, the United States. Which is not in a fucking... Wearing a cape. He, yeah. put, has, he has a fake mustache on at one point. There's like how many... There's probably 10 costume changes. Like little scenes. Like yeah. little vignettes. Yeah. All to this stupid 80s, for forgettable 80s song. Yeah, they're falling in love, I guess. We loved montages in the 80s. This isn't a Rocky movie, but... They have hey, a couple I of love montages. montages for this podcast, mostly. <laughs> um, so we get to the final vignette, and he is caught by Hollywood, yet again being weird with this mannequin. Right, because when Hollywood comes around, she turns back into the mannequin. Or anyone. Anyone. When she, when he looks at her, she comes alive. Because he, he's like, I want you to meet. And then he looks and like, oh, she's a mannequin again. Right. And then he's like, it's all right, baby boy. Don't fucking worry about it, all right? You <laughs> <Yeah>. need <laughs> to have more little Richard Woos in there. Woo! Shut up. So he's the only one that can see her alive. Period. Yes. Um. Hollywood has no problem with this, which I guess good. Um, he leaves the room again. She's back to life. Explains he's the only one that can ever see her alive. And they build a bicycle window. Oh, another banger. Oh, buddy. Mannequins are sort of moving Yeah, on the bike. Well, there's a scrolling background. There's a scrolling background, which, yes. I'm like, where did they get like the little... The little uh, motors that you would need to power all of these things. Why would she be good at this? I guess that's her she white lady Egyptian magic. Things. Oh, yeah, that's right. She, she was, was an yeah, inventor. That's right. Withdrawn, Your Honor. Yep. Uh, so now another huge window that no one can believe. No one can believe. There's People are throwing themselves against the window crying, yeah. cutting their just cutting each other's throats ah, open they can't handle poking it. Poking their eyeballs out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's too beautiful to live. It's too, it's too much. Yeah. Uh so he's going to meet Roxy for lunch his his ex-girlfriend. She calls him up because her boss wants her to meet him and she's going to offer him a job. And this is another part of the movie. They get the, you're trying to tell me that this this wasn't considered a weirdo slapstick comedy when he gets to the restaurant. I know, I know what you're saying, but <laughs> I'm saying that the, the movie does not want to be that, but it's full of it. It's it's the director basically said it. He did though, because he gets to the restaurant and the the maitre d is like, oh shit, because he used to work there. 
and they call him the Flambe Terrorist because he basically burnt the restaurant down. Yes. In earlier. Right. Back when he was getting fired from all And the waiter jobs. is like staring at them like there's going to be more backstory to this. Right. And there really isn't. He's an hour late. And the waiter is like, sp- the mater D is like spying on him the whole time. Right. And he doesn't want to eat. And Roxy offers him the job. And he's like, no. He's like, I work with people I like. I'm not taking your job. I'm not taking this job offer. And as he's walking out, there's a flaming plate. Uh-huh. A little flambe going on. Mm-hmm. And he flips it onto another plate and has started a fire that he sort of starts to put out with a scarf. Mm-hmm. The mater D is looking at it, concerned. Right. And he takes off the mater D's toupee. Right. And starts trying to put it out with that. What's this guy's fucking problem? And still doesn't put it out. And then the mater D picks up his toupee. The fire is still going. Right. And he just looks at his toupee. He's humiliated. And Andrew McCarthy just like walks, shrugs his shoulders, walks away. He's kind of a dick. Kind of. (laughs) What the hell is that guy's problem? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What did that guy do to him? Yeah, and you're just going to coolly walk into a restaurant you almost burnt down. <laughs> right. What a and then dick. throw one of your old co-workers' wig right onto a fire and then walk away. Nice. Boy, oh boy. This guy's not very deserving of that white lady's Egyptian magic. No, he's not. Um, <clears throat> Spader now talking to uh, Felix, the security guard. He's like, we got to find out the answers. We got to find out what's going out on here. Right. Well, he's, uh, he says, and then uh, he says, tonight we nail that fart blossom. <laughs> um, so another night has begun. Also, these two, how is he not aware that there's a night security guard? Is he not normally there at night? I mean... No, because earlier in the movie, he says, you people that work at night, I don't understand you. James Spader does. Oh, right. Uh, But uh, Felix is looking for um, John. And so, and now Roxy and pervy foreign guy are there looking for John. Right. There's like a a couple, and neither of them are aware the other two are looking for John. No, no. and we, Felix has a dog that is very terrified of his name is Rambo. Yes, because he likes to draw first blood. Right, but a very like adorable a bulldog, English bulldog. Not not a dog that's going to be drawing a lot of blood. Anyway, um, and so Rambo has hurt himself previously in the movie. We didn't mention that he's in, he's in a wagon this time. That's because he's terrified of all the other mannequins now. Yeah. Because the right. mannequin lady scared him. Because right. the bulldog could see her dark magic. Right. Because he so, went running in after him. And then ran away. And then went, and yeah. then like went running away. Yeah. This was earlier in the movie. Right. Yeah. We met. Oh, Poor Rambo. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> yes. For real. Uh, a lot that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> so it's hard to get 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 to it. Um but yeah, so Felix is looking for them with the dog in a wagon, and Roxy and pervy European guy are looking for him. Yep. 
just on their own. They've got a camera, and they're going through the shoe department. And he's like, oh, you know what I've always wanted to do is have sex in a women's shoe department just right on the floor of the shoe department. And she's like, ugh. He's like, oh, do you think I meant it? I did not mean it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they catch him. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff in between here. They're all looking for him. Felix catches him. And then they walk up the elevator. Yeah, they're behind. They're kind watching of like a couple happen. steps behind. Yeah. yeah. So he's caught by Felix. And Felix proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Yes. Like, in a way that you're like. I know. I, I, this is another point where I'm like, wait, was I not paying attention again? Yeah. To because he's like going to beat him to death. Yeah. Over I'm not sure what nothing existing. Yes. I, he's, he's like not the first time he punches him in the gut yeah. like super hard. I was like, <laughs> yes. damn. He's like, and then he punches him in the face, and you're like, he doesn't even get a hit in here for a minute. He's just like getting beaten by he Felix. Just straight up starts beating him. That's because we neglect we neglected to say he got caught. He was making out. With the mannequin, we neglected this rewind. <laughs> so he's ma- he's, there's like a vacation scene. Oh, right. Where she's in a bikini and they're pretending to be on a vacation and they start making out. And then Felix. While she was alive. Yes. And then Felix catches them. Right. And she is no longer alive. So he's smooching a mannequin. And Roxy and the pervy European guy walk up the stairs and see him laying there. Felix has caught them. Hasn't started beating him. Yet. Oh, th- okay. I couldn't remember if that was yeah. So that's before this the savage beating was he yes, fell down. He was making out. This is why the or, savage yeah, beating were, occurs. She was like she was on top of him, like laying down, making he's out. Like, this is how I get bone. my. In- this is how I get my inspiration. Right. And Felix is like, oh, I'm going to take care of this. He's like, you're one sick puppy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And that's worth a beating, if anything. Is, <laughs> it is. Know? Beat him senseless. <laughs> yes. Totally yeah. legally justified as well. No problem. Yeah. And at the same time, <laughs> the pervy European and Roxy get a picture of this. Right. Get a picture of the they mannequin. Get snap- they're they're on taking top some of snapshots. Him. Yeah. As, as a mannequin. This also means that Roxy is witnessing, or do they go down? They get the pictures because the dude is a perv again, and she throw she like tosses them down the stairs. Right. That's why they go back down. Yes. So she does not witness her ex boyfriend getting the shit beat out of him. Right. By yeah, she has to exit because she's being sexually assaulted by this guy again, basically. So she has her own problems. Yes. And then, um, meanwhile, G-Dubs just takes it out on this guy. Just takes yeah. him to the woodshed. <laughs> Luckily, at one point, he's not looking at the mannequin, and she kicks him in the head. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that's how the tables get turned. So that so that means in mannequin world, in mannequin the mannequin verse. If you're not looking. If you're not looking directly at her, she can move. Yes. She's alive. Because yes. she said... He had his back turned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. And there's like a, a kind of a... He's knocked out now because they've 
right. toss so, him and like because it's a movie. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's done now. She, she can kicked be alive him in the head right next so, to him. Right now he's. And I don't know what what uh, what our hero does in the meantime, but the next thing we know, what if? Hold on. What if? So, what if that whole thing? What if everyone's fight came five minutes later? And he's actually having sex with the mannequin. If they walk what in, it, would it chop his dick? That's off? what I'm saying. <laughs> if they walk in and he's like mid, he's in there. Yeah. And the and it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's only two options uh, here. One, his penis becomes encased in plastic or wood yeah, or whatever a yeah. man is made out of. Or two, it's just lopped off looper style. Funk. <laughs> it would be there'd be no. Well, I suppose it would be. And then as soon as there were people looking at you, it would go, weep. as long as it didn't just, <laughs> as long as it didn't looper style, chop it off, you would just like get soft again, I guess. And Event- if the, eventually if the hole remained. <laughs> a penis shaped, a, a mold of your penis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why does this seem grosser than so many? Well, I don't know. But yeah, then you would deserve a beating probably. No, you wouldn't. See, he should have kept those big muscle arms on her this whole time. Yep. Would have come in real handy. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. That is a <laughs> real good question. That's how we ruin childhoods. Yeah. Hmm. Real f- makes you think, you know? It sure does. <laughs> sure does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But what happens in the meantime, I'm not sure. She, so if they had like a little date and she had a hot dog, and she be, and then someone looks at her, is there like a pieces of a undigested hot dog floating around inside of the wood part of her? <laughs> hmm. hmm. Huh. What if she? What if she was not a mannequin long enough to get pregnant, and then someone looked at her? Mm. <laughs> Would there be a little mannequin baby encased inside of her? I don't know. Hmm. And is that baby sub? Okay, would that baby come back to life? Hold, hold on, that's or would she? <laughs> that's my would, question. If some, if she turned into a mannequin with the mannequin baby inside of her, <laughs> and then no one was looking at her, does she die from that? She's like, oh god! And then they try to give her surgery, and she turns back into a mannequin. <gasps> oh, Jesus. okay. I think I'm ready to work on the reboot of this. Movie. What if her l- arm is missing? It's a horror movie. This is a horror movie, dude. That would actually be hilarious. Like, what if you you're like, oh shit, I forgot we were, I forgot to put her arm back on, and then like, or you put the chainsaw on the arm. Oh, huh? The I mean, it's like having a human action figure. Yes. All right, there's the reboot. This is gonna be fucking sweet. All right, we should write another lesser in our childhood productions. Mannequin, (laughs) mannequin, the gritty (laughs) reboot. It looks like Trap Jaw, you know, from He Man. Got a big hook on one arm and a fucking flamethrower on the other. <laughs> big muscle yes, arms, yes. giant boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Six and a half feet tall. <laughs> Fuck yeah! But whose head? Who would be the person that would play the role? Or we could have we could have changeable heads. Fuck! Why not? Hmm. Hmm. I think, but I think maybe the head is the only part that would have to stay the same. Or could it be? Mm, I think you could do a Jumanji style where you have a person's personality coming out of a different. 
But that, that might be too much. Well, I think given the <laughs> the mannequin verse, <laughs> actually, none of it makes sense at all. I would say the head has to stay the same. I think so, too. Because that's where the brain is. Maybe there's a twist. Nah, yeah. But maybe there's a twist at some point where uh, uh, something else acts as a head and it's like the like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Type Have you ever moment. seen Return to Oz? Yes. That movie's messed up. <laughs> no shit. Uh, but when like that couch thing with the moose head oh. and, and like it comes to life because you spray the life powder on it or whatever. Oh, yeah. Man, we got to do that movie pretty soon. That movie is that messed bonkers. up. Yeah. That movie fucking scared me. The Wheelers? Yeah. Forget about it. Oh, yeah. Even the guy, Jack, he's like a good guy. That dude used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah, there's nothing okay about that movie. Uh, well, at least we, we yeah, th- this is this is a good um, candidate for Let's Ruin Our Childhood <laughs> presents the, re- the gritty reboot, Mannequin. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I would watch that movie. What a fucking great idea. Let's talk to Seth Rogen. Let's green light this. You are talking to Seth Rogen, bro. <laughs> a lot of people believe that's true. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Now she's... I don't know where he went. He was busy. But now she's hang gliding. And she spotted the at the top. Yeah, I mean this this department store has everything. It has a giant hang glider hanging up. And I, from the moment I saw this, I was like, "Is that is she actually supposed to be doing this, or is this another display?" I wasn't sure. I know. I, yeah, I understand why you say that because it it's like just circling the ceiling and clearly not a person, right? But. A mannequin. A mannequin. But yes. I think it was supposed to be a. Uh, it was ironically to be enough, her. it was yeah. supposed to be her alive. Yes, yes. It looked like a mannequin mm. going round and round. And it's supposed to be like this again. See, that's what I'm talking about. This the tone of this was supposed to be like they're playing this music in the background. It's like, oh my god, she's getting to fly. Finally, <gasps> she's doing it. She's doing it and doing it and doing it. Um, but Felix walks into the room, so she loses control. Sort of, but aims herself quickly enough right at him. Where was Felix? Was was he's never far behind. This is where she knocks him out until the morning, though, by crashing into him. Yes, she flies into him. Yes, and he looks at her, therefore turning her to stone, reverse Medusa style, basically. Yep. She's reverse Medusa. She is. Someone looks at her; she turns to stone. In the gritty reboot, she would have to wear like lead sunglasses, and she can walk around because no one, she's not making eye contact with anyone, yeah, right? Yeah. Or like horse blinders. Yeah, because otherwise she couldn't really do anything. Just stay out of her line of sight. Yeah. I hope you guys are listening to this. Someone <laughs> writing this down. Yeah. So yeah, G Dubs is taken off the board again. Yep, he's out. He scrambles down there. She was flying. Yippity day. And then they just go right. He's knocked out. They knocked out the night security guard. No big deal. Now let's go back to the display. (laughs) And she's like, sun's coming up. There's no way we can finish. So this display, he's like, I've got it. And then the next morning, it's just an unfinished display. I couldn't. If you told me what they were trying to show that display to be, I was like, also, there's a bus? Where, where did the bus come from? 
There was a mannequin inside the front of the bus. It didn't make any sense to me. And there's a bunch of undressed people, like they're getting dressed for work. But she, her mannequin is in like a captain's outfit. Yeah. Like a, if you told me, I had no idea. And then they say it's his best one. And they never even, they never even show it fully. In case you haven't noticed, the screenwriters don't really care too much about closing gaps in this movie. No. Closing loopholes. No. (laughs) Tying things up, making any sort of sense. That's not what they signed up for in this movie. They're like a movie about a mannequin that comes to life. Oh, say no more. This doesn't have to make any sense. We'll do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. It really, I mean, there's no reason for anything. <laughs> well, that is true in the big picture. And there's no reason, if you're working for the one department store, but you're like the toady of the bad guy working for the other department store. Right. Because we, I don't, I think we neglected to say it. Maybe oh boy. we haven't. That sales at the other department oh, yeah. store. You already said this, yeah, but, but they, I don't think. No, it didn't come up till later. Yeah. But this this whole this whole window display thing is how is really putting the hurt on. It's their called Olestra's. Yeah, <laughs> Olestra's uh, really shit in the bed. Yeah, and their sales have gone down eighty nine percent. Their sales have gone down faster than Olestra out of faster Tolls than a leaky shit right at my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, P.S. So you were able to get the DVD of this movie? Yes. I went to Netflix, no. Hulu, no. I'm like, well, Amazon Prime, here we go. Nope. Uh, DirecTV, nope. All right, well, I'm going to have to finally watch one on YouTube. Nope. Which is weird because- I had to torrent this one. I had to steal this one. Crazy. Because it's weird that it exists on Blu-ray, but not- And it was a hit. That's surprising. It's out of of favor right now. But you guys are listening to this. You're going to want to watch it. And you have to go find a physical copy of it yeah. or go to the Pirate Bay. They got one at Video Warehouse. Not, Not right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Toll has it, so maybe try next month. <laughs> uh, about two weeks when we do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and it came with part. No, I'm going to rent Joker tomorrow. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Nope. Oh. What a loser I am. <laughs> yeah, come on. It seemed, I was like, I don't, I didn't. I didn't really have anybody to go with it to, and it seemed kind of dark for me to go by myself in the theater. It was, yeah. I don't know. You'll enjoy it. I think that I will, and especially since I've heard that there's, it's more comic book adjacent than it looks. Yes. Yeah. That was surprising to me. Yeah. Oh, here we go. That's It's about to happen. In the morning, Felix and Spader get fired because- uh, Felix is in a pile of mannequins. Oh right, he gets he has been unconscious all night yeah. as it, one as it happens in movies, of yes. course. So he wakes up snoring, and the the boss comes uh, Estelle Getty comes yep. walking in, and of course he's because he got knocked out in the in like the middle of the floor, yeah, the showroom where she went. Why he's and, surrounded by mannequins, and I, but I guess there was mannequins. She around. crashed into yeah. him, therefore they all piled up around him. Right. Um, makes. But yeah, and then they're like, we're going to file a grievance with the union. And Spader's like, we're not in a union, dum-dum. We're rich white guys. Yep. We don't do that. Well, Felix is not rich. Say, I, I wrote makes paper. Does that make any sense makes to you? Makes paper? Yeah. No. Makes paper. I don't know. This is where we find out Olestra profits are down 89%. Down faster than people's pants that ate Olestra. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 
They make uh, our man, Mr. McCarthy, after this, after all these fabulous displays, he is now the youngest VP. Yeah, they bumped in, in three days' time. He's gone from stock boy to VP. In the, yeah. What could, I mean, the answer is nothing, but I'll ask the question anyways. What could you do in a company in three days to literally go from like the mailroom to the top of the floor making tons of money and making them tons of money in a matter of days? The, in real life, well, this also wouldn't be, but like some goodwill hunting shit. That's about it. To be like, hey, I got these charts I made. That will increase profits by right, or you. But, could, but you couldn't even <clears throat> increase profits that fast. You couldn't even sell shit. Well, that I fast. mean, if you made the com- competitors' business go down ninety percent in a few days, you're probably doing something pretty great. Yeah, you have one window display where mannequins are sort of moving around on a bike. <laughs> yes, and people are running in and beating each other. Question to- answered, Alex. <laughs> they, yes, withdrawn, Your Honor. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, in real life, there's nothing. I mean, Elf kind of does it, right? What? Elf starts out in the mailroom. Yeah, but that, but he, he was, uh, yeah. He's a magic, he, a not magical elf. Um, they have those pictures uh, at, at Olestra, Olestra, that they say could ruin his life. His ex-girlfriend goes, these could ruin his life. Yeah, and like, she's worried about it. She is. She's, she's like, she's like, man, shows- I feel like she's like this, these could ruin his life. And the pictures are, are of him laying on the on the ground with a mannequin on top of him. Yeah, that, I mean, it would be embarrassing, maybe, maybe at best. You could just say, I fell down and took my picture, and be like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's or not was- like it's not like his dick is encased inside no. of a mannequin because yeah. they came at the right time. Yeah, they didn't yes. come five yes. minutes later yes. when he's like he's literally yeah. like trying to. Pry. He isn't there with the he's, bloody mess in his crotch. Trying to pry his body <laughs> yeah. off, his penis is ripping <laughs> off his body. Now that's a picture. Now that's yeah. a picture. That's a life ruiner there. <laughs> that's yeah. a life. Ru- yeah, your dick yes. is chopped off inside of a mannequin. <laughs> Or you're, or it's being pulled like taffy. <laughs> you're like, ah, get it off. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be a life ruiner there. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, the pictures could work. She doesn't want it. She feels bad for him, kind of at this point. Even yes. though later she's fully willing to murder the man- mannequin that she. Yeah, her character's motivations are all over the place and not, again, it's sort of what the writers needed it to be in the moment. He um, takes he takes his mannequin. We're back at Prince's. He takes his mannequin back into the bathroom, and then they look around. He waits for somebody to walk out, and they look around, and she's alive, and there's a bunch of people eavesdropping outside. That are like he's talking to the mannequin again, all the, those three women outside, and one they're like, then uh, what's his name? Hollywood walks up. Oh yeah, he's like, are you ladies eavesdropping? Hooey! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 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 woo! <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm gay, I'm gay, yeah, we yeah. know. And he's like, nobody, nobody's eavesdropping without me, and he walks inside. And right. witnesses them making out, right, but she's again. a mannequin again. Right. But he's still fully understanding. He doesn't care at all. No, he doesn't. He's great. Very yeah. understanding. Yeah. 
He's like, I fuck dudes. It doesn't fucking matter. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's essentially right. Yes, that is. And in the 80s, it's like, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, he gets it. He fucks guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just like oh kind of shitty, really. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's also like he's accepting. I don't know. They were trying in the 80s, okay? Yeah. I, this was like the first, one of the first like um, gay uh, roles in my movie that I really remember. Like, like a prominent role of like, this person is clearly gay. And but to have it a super openly and like gay, everything was fine with and he it. was cool yeah right and I you mean like it's him. it's over the top and super flamboyant now was he he was gay and designing women too wasn't he or was he Ooh, just kind of flamboyant I don't think he was what was his what name? was his name I don't remember any of their names Joanne Sugarbaker I remember that that she was the old one yeah Jean Smart what was her name. She, uh, uh, Joanne Sugarbaker, <laughs> Sleepy Sugarbaker, Annie Potts, Annie Sugarbaker, <laughs> Sneezy Sugarbaker, <laughs> uh, Dopey, Dopey. That was Gene Smart, <laughs> dude. Gene Smart fucking kicks ass now. By the way, what? She's in Watchmen. She was in Fargo. Oh, oh yeah, she's great. She is also. I, I don't remember de- designing women very well, but I used to love that. Oh, my show. family, we always watched it. Okay, all right. Anthony Bouvier. So, that was his name. Ah, uh, I feel like he was kind of. He was effeminate, but maybe not gay. I don't. I don't recall. I have not seen that show in many a moon. So he's he goes in the bathroom. She's uh, uh, a mannequin again, and Hollywood starts crying because that's what he because Albert left him or something. Yeah, he talks about Albert early right. in the movie, and the women outside are like, "Who's crying?" And they're like, "It's either the oh, yes. it's either the new beef, the new VP, the fairy, or the dummy." Yeah. Like, not so, f- not so fast. Eighties. Nope, yep. Uh, so now the plan is from the boss of the other store for James Spader and Felix to get Switcher's mannequin mannequin out of the store. Right, they're gonna steal it. Yeah, that'll get them because they think that's the secret. Now they don't know what. No one understands what the hell is going on. Right. But, but maybe that mannequin, mannequin is important. He sure likes the mannequin. He sure wants to pork that mannequin. Yeah, yes. Um, and now, uh, Switcher, Jonathan, has decided he doesn't care. He's taking Emmy, which we haven't even said her name yet. Yeah. He's taking Emmy the mannequin out on a date. <sighs> out of the store. Yeah. Because it's only now occurred to him that's even a possibility. Just take her to your apartment, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All she wants to do is be with you. Yeah. The the whole store is... Well, she wanted to fly also. Well, and she did. She did. So, fucking... Time to bang. (laughs) That's it. Time to go home. Closing time. Yep. (laughs) But so they... uh, Roxy rolls up right when he's about to do this. There's no one around. They're on his motorcycle. He's like, just wrap your arms around me tight. 
and then Roxy rolls Roxy up. Roxy and that dude rolling up in that car happens like three or four times yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Where the, it's Roxy, the date rapist, and his like yeah. uh, '80s Mustang. Yes, convertible. Yeah, he's all they're always rolling up on him, yep. and they're in the middle of nowhere. Half the like, yeah. there's no reason for this to happen. No, and the timing is spectacular. Oh uh, uh, yes. Um, so now he's sitting there on his motorcycle with the mannequin wrapped around him from behind. And Roxy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I met someone, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't, he's like, I don't care what you think anyway, which clearly he doesn't. Right. And if your mannequin turns, comes to life and turns into Kim Cattrall, I'd be like, yeah, I don't care either, motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Okay. Yeah. We're going back to my place forever. And so he rides off after this happens. And Roxy gets back in the car. With uh, the European perv. Yeah. And he's like, perhaps you would like to just go back to my place and we could just have some troublesome sex with someone you don't care about at all. Like, you don't even have to love me. <laughs> and she's like, fine. I'm like, what? She's made the full turnaround. He's like, oh, gabagoo, let's go back to my place today. <laughs> yes, yes. Completely switches it up. Yeah. And they do cut to his that- apartment with a bunch of like. Japanese swords and stuff yeah. on the wall. Oh, this is before there's a now the chase happens. Oh, the chase happens. They've been caught up to right by uh G dubs. Yes. And Spader. And so there's a chase, many convenient ramps. <laughs> there's so many obvious and convenient It's a ramps. ramp with a piece of newspaper on it. Yes. And he ramps his motorcycle off yeah. it. Just and you know when I say ramp, that's a strong term. He does a little Two foot Dude. jump off it, yeah. not a, a one foot jump. It's, and I was like, I wonder if that's really him. And I think it was Spader. Yeah. I mean, not no, Spader, no, no, McCarthy. McCarthy. <laughs> not that it was impressive. I mean, it no. really was just a little tiny jump, right? But then there's clearly two ramps for the car to ramp off of. Yeah, the car apparently is going eighty miles an hour, yeah. if not faster. This was a fun part. I, I, when it almost happened, my it. brain goes, I remember this part. Yeah. This is very funny. And then they launch off this little ramp, and they, the ten feet into the air, yeah, the car, the, the alley coming down this very narrow narrows, alley. right? And they go, and it gets stuck midair in it's, between the two buildings. It's fun. It I liked is. it, and I was like, "How the fuck do they get out of that car?" They don't. They I gotta inhale. In car. <laughs> inhale and exhale. They're stuck in the alley. That was fun part. Cut to pervy European guy and Roxy in right. his bedroom with the real tacky decorating. Yeah. And his peen didn't work. Couldn't get it to work. Nope. He said, this never happened to me before. <laughs> this has never happened. It's like, perhaps I need a mannequin of my own because you are so cold. Yeah, sorry. He blamed her for it. Yeah. Imagine that. Whoa. Um, so now they spend the night. Our mannequin and our main man spend the night riding around on his motorcycle. Right. And then banging all over the department store. Everywhere. Right. This, and this time it's more than implied. It, I mean, it's still just implied. But you're <laughs> it's, like, it's graphically shown. Yeah. Insertion. Yes. yes. <laughs> Finally. You know? Finally. A mainstream movie has the balls. This would be the one to do it. <laughs> uh, In our remake, 
We'll yeah, we'll we'll show everything. Yep. <laughs> Penetration <laughs> of all kinds. <laughs> um so they ba- they tell each other they love each other. She seems reticent, more reticent than him to say it. Right. He's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. I better get back into the window. And uh, Spader and our man somehow <laughs> managed to get out of that car and are at Prince's department store stealing mannequins. Felix, oh, G-dubs and yeah, yeah, yeah. Spader, right. They're, they're trying to figure out which, which one it is. They, they all look the and same. And Felix thought he was going to recognize her right away. Right. And then he's like, have you ever noticed they all kind of look the same? <laughs> Um, and she finally gets into the window, assumes the position, and as soon as she does, they walk in there, and they're like, and he goes, maybe this is the one. Yeah. Uh, cut to the morning where Jonathan is asleep in the middle of the department store. Lots a, of falling asleep in this fucking yeah. department store. It's a very good place to sleep. And he apparently. wakes up, and there's a round of applause for him. Right. Which, there's a couple of things here. Why would you applaud the guy sleeping in the middle of the department store? I guess he's Cause popular. Because he, he made the yeah. amazing new window. Yeah, but also, you find out shortly after that that every single female mannequin in the store has been stolen. Right. How did they do that? Where did they put them? Their car, how did they even get out of that fucking car? That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, Another question for the mannequin verse. We're, we're really blowing the whole mannequin verse wide open. And there, and so Hollywood has just told Jonathan this, and he says, "Even your girl, they got your, they got your girl too." And he freaks out. Right. So they hop into Hollywood's sweet ass pink Cadillac, of course, and hustle over to Illustra. Olestra. Olestra. They're all where they put on their uh, they put on their galoshes because there's so much leaky shit in there. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> 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 um, and he runs in. He runs to the office. Uh, Hollywood's in a sped up little sequence covers his car. An enormous car cover that says That's, pink and says Hollywood on it. Yes. Covers his car. Um, he runs into the office. He's told he's not allowed to go in there, but he still runs in. They offer him money and they're like $50,000 a year. And then he pushes the owner guy into the wall. Right. And he's like 60,000. And then James Spader says something, something to him and he punches him right in the face. And then he runs. And then there's a whole chase sequence with way more security than any department store would ever have. Right. So a, much. So much. With many shenanigans uh, happening during this chase. As that's happening, Roxy is in the weird section of this department store that for some reason has a uh, a shredder. <laughs> yes. That can shred anything. And she is loading With the a mannequins. conveyor belt? Yes. Luckily. That goes up. Yeah. And then down into a chute for no reason. Yes. Or down into the... Into the shredder. Shredder. Yeah. Industrial shredder. Yeah. You know, all the stuff you don't sell, that doesn't sell at the mall, goes in the back of the mall and put into an industrial shredder. Yeah. 
Duh. <laughs> Duh. Don't you know how malls work? <laughs> um, so as, he, he manages to evade the security. He gets to a point where you're like, uh-oh, he's getting caught. Yep. But here comes Hollywood with a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fire hose, and he's keeping all the security guards at bay with his fire hose. And boy, that was a long scene. They, that he, really was. He was hosing those guys down for like a good long time. Yes, yeah, and he was it. running through the mall for like a, it was like the dancing scene earlier. It was like, this scene is, I get it, but it's sure long. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, so he makes it into the room where Roxy has been loading these mannequins into the shredder. Oh, also, I this is a part I didn't, but she's Roxy is somehow standing under some kind of where they dump all the garbage. So when he gets into the room, she's not in there anymore because she is under a pile of garbage. Oh yeah, yeah. So she's not. We're not worried about here. Her. Uh, Jonathan sees his girl going up the conveyor belt about to fall in. So he's running. And he runs up the conveyor belt. And he manages to grab her arm just in time while she's still a mannequin. And I don't know what she's made of. But he is struggling to get her out of this shredder. Right. I mean, like, I was like, well, I get it. That, that has to happen. But... He is fucking like, uh, like, uh, like, for another for a long time. I guess. Yes, but the security guard is there, so she's not. It's right. not because at first he's got like both her arms, and then it's one arm. But then she's so close to death that I guess this breaks the magic spell, and she turns into a real human being that can be seen by other human beings. Right. So. Let's go over that one more time. <laughs> so the magical premise of the whole movie that just he can see or anyone else sees her, she f- turns into a mannequin. Mm-hmm. Now that she is literally dangled before death, it's just, that's it. She's alive now. He saved her life. So all they really needed to do was like dangle her out of a window or like, Ooh, ooh, gonna drop you. Yeah. I'm a mannequin over here. I'm a mannequin. I'm a mannequin. Hey, oh. Yeah. So now she's alive. She gets out. I thought this was funny. Uh, the security guard sees this beautiful woman that right. was. He a witnessed this whole thing. Yeah. He saw it happen. <laughs> so he, he this dives, poor fucking guy. He dives into the garbage where there's all these mannequin parts and he's pulling out parts, pulling out parts. And there's Roxy in there. And he, man, this this poor girl can't catch a break in this no. movie because he she's unconscious, of course. But he kisses her on the mouth, and she's like, "Stop! What are you doing? Ugh! Like, uh. And he doesn't. He's like, "No, no, you're my sex doll. I <laughs> yeah. saw how this works. <laughs> yeah. You belong to me. We're yes. going to my apartment right now. Yes. I'm going to be smart about this. We're not going to stay in this goddamn department store. <laughs> I'm taking yes. you home right now. Yeah. Why wouldn't he believe that? No, I mean, you just saw this happen, right? Yeah." That's that's what I would believe. Uh, but here comes Estelle Getty and a bunch of security guards. Yeah. And the first, of course, the bad guys are like, arrest this man. He's done all kinds of shit. Right. And then Estelle Getty comes in and she's like, no, no, no. Arrest these guys for doing all this shit. And explains that she has a tape 
mm-hmm. of everything that happened the previous night of those guys stealing all the mannequins. Right. Which means she also has a tape of those two fucking all night long. Correct. And he's like, did you see everything? Uh-huh. And she's like, I saw what I needed to see. Wink. Ding. Yeah. So, again, let's back and that she, up. Let's back that up. Talk about not being, because she's not a horny young man. She saw this kid fucking a real woman that turns into a mannequin. Right. Real supernatural stuff. Yes. And she's like, wink. Yep. After she witnessed a mannequin come to life, have sex with the guy, make a window, all everything else. Yeah. She's like, ha. It's fine. He Your brought- secret's safe with me. Yep. Correct Amundo. <laughs> and this is Felix is yelling while this, he's like, She's the dummy. She's the dummy. She's yeah. the dummy. And everyone kind of knows that. Also, Hollywood just didn't bother him before, doesn't bother him now. What? He's, Hollywood. He's like, I can't believe what I'm seeing, but that's oh. it. That's the end of it. Yeah. He's like, I didn't care if you were just fucking the mannequin. Right. It didn't make any difference <laughs> yeah. to me. So now she's okay. now the mannequin's a human. That's cool. I fuck dudes, so who fucking cares? <laughs> I fuck dudes. <laughs> I fuck dudes. <laughs> yes. We know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they get married in a window, in their window. In their window, yeah. And, and when it, they're panning it, in on it, they all kind of, no one's sta- moving. Yeah, so you're like, wait, is this the new set piece? Yeah. Hey, is this like the new window that everyone's hey. talking about? Or what is it <laughs> over here, you know? But then know. they get married because he has to love her forever. And he's like, I've always loved you. Even when you were just ahead. Even when you were boning <laughs> Christopher Columbus and you were a block <laughs> of wood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then the Jefferson Starship song plays that I believe was made for this movie. Yeah. And it's not called Heart to Heart, but that's what I always call it. Heart to heart. We can build this world together. Nothing's going to stop us now. Nothing's going That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Nothing's going to stop us now. When you're heart to heart. Bing, 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 bing. That's one thing we don't do sober is sing that much. Yeah, that's true. We're more inclined to sing if we've been drinking, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So that's it. That was it. That's how it ends. And the there, end. there's a a uh, sequel, which you have right now. I do. They came together. <laughs> They're like, look, if you're taking one, you got to take both. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Mannequin on the Run that that uh, Andrew McCarthy is not in. I'm sure I saw that. I I guarantee. That used to be on TV, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I've seen that, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Because Hollywood is back in it. I know right. that. Hollywood's the only one that comes yeah. back, I yeah. believe. Or, I wonder if G-Dubs is in that one. I bet not. He likes he likes a sequel. He G-dubs. does, and this was a pretty big hit. I mean, if you have a large percentage return on investment, he's like, "Can I be the? Can I? I got to be a cop in it, though." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." The same character I play. He's like, "All right, okay then." Yeah. Um, I don't know. This movie was interesting enough and weird enough that I don't think it was significantly crazier than I remembered it being. It was. Uh, th- yeah, it was significantly crazier and not, I mean, 
It's dumb. What the hell did I expect though? Yeah. I just really I when I was a kid I thought this was like a good movie. I'm like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. It was I, on all the time. And I watched it. I wish and, I, I, I wish mean, a man could Especially come to life when and kiss you're me. a young a young boy. Yes. The idea of it is just like please. Of course. Allow this to happen, <laughs> right? Like that if part. I star, if I stare at this stuffed leopard long enough, yeah, <laughs> I just put a wig on it, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Um, it's like that part in Animal House when the girl gets launched from the float and lands in that kid's room. <laughs> Right, exactly. Goes, Thank you, God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just fan service to little boys. Yeah. Are, these movies are mostly made for yeah. to one degree or another. Yep. So we, this this cost six to make, which I'm surprised it costs that much, to be honest. True. Um, Estelle Getty is like two million. Probably. Off the top. Hey, Andrew McCarthy wasn't known. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He probably got a big paycheck. Well, Kim guess, hey, guess who was, it was originally supposed to star? Ooh. An older man as a shop owner. I'll give you two guesses. You'll probably never guess it. You don't have to guess if you don't want to. I no, I'm not going to guess. Uh, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Yeah. Oh, that's a Dudley Moore style movie. Yeah. Right up there with the Santa Claus movie. Hmm. So he's going to be an, like an old shopkeeper that got a mannequin. He was going to be like the guy running the store. Okay. And the, so they rewrote it to be like a young artist once Andrew McCarthy got attached. Gotcha. So uh, that also leads me to believe... I don't know if Dudley Moore turned it down, or if, does this mean that at the time in '87, Andrew McCarthy was a bigger star than Dudley Moore? Uh, They'd be pretty close. Yeah, I mean, he, Dudley Moore was Arthur, though, you know. Hey, you know. <laughs> uh, in '87, he had three movies come out like that. I mean, he was in the Brat Pack. He yeah. was big. Yeah. But Dudley Moore was also that was, was a couple of primetime players in '87, baby. Yeah. And now they're both dead. Just oh, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy's still kicking, directing stuff, right? We've gone through this before. Oh, I think you're right. I think you're right. When were we talking? Oh, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Yep. Weekend at Bernie's. Which also made a shitload of money and made no sense. And that was straight up a slapstick comedy. Yes. They weren't trying to make a love story out of that. <laughs> they didn't. Fu- they didn't. They didn't fuck the corpse while listening to Starship. <laughs> I would have remembered that. Yes, me too. Because <laughs> we're hot to heart. We're this world yeah, he directed uh, Orange is the New Black. Okay. The Blacklist. Who, starring James Spader. Yeah. Weird. Still bros, it seems. Yeah. Directed a porno movie called Pretty and Stink. Oh. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> That's when they ate all that Olestra. <laughs> Pretty in pink, mm. two in the stink. Mm. It's the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I made myself laugh really hard at my own dumb joke. Uh, Although I am completely on board to, re- to write the fucking... Could we do that without stealing intellectual property if we... No, nah, because we still mm, no, nah, we really couldn't. We have to change too I much. I think of you it. could. Mm, I feel because they have like the stone guys in Doctor Who, the statue guys. And this was ever... actually a, mo- a movie in 1948 called A Touch from Venus. Yeah, it was what they got the idea from. Yeah, so we could just say we got the idea from that one too. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, there's literally, if it's just someone that can't, well, yeah, if it's a mannequin you could attach things to, I think it's pretty exciting. I'm ready to start on this mannequin yeah. reboot. Gritty reboot. Just lopping guys' dicks off left and right. Snapping them off. Mm-hmm. Or she gets a taste for it after it happens the first time. <laughs> <laughs> somebody walks. Somebody walks in on her boning, and then she's just like revenge fucking men <laughs> from then on. It's like um, in that same tone. Although of it's kind of like teeth. girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah, you know, like revenge. Have you ever seen teeth? Yes. The girl. I've seen parts of it. Teeth in her. Her vagine, mm-hmm. 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 based off an, based on a true story. Mm, yeah. I think this was based on a true story. No, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's that old uh, that old e- Egyptian legend. Yeah, you know, the old Egyptian legend where you become a time traveling mannequin. White lady disappears, becomes mannequin. Classic, a classic tale. <laughs> a classic t- tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> See, Toll's hesitant to sing now. I am. Yes. You, would have, you you would have been halfway through the song already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I, the words don't come to me. I, I I hesitate on the words when I'm. Oh uh, man! I'm, All right. Um, I think my my childhood stays intact. I don't know. Um. When I, start, when I was done watching it, I was like, man, that is so fucking dumb. I can hardly believe it. But now after talking about it, I kind of love it all over again. That's sort of what made I it I talked myself me, back into it. How stupid it is. Like, it's beyond, it's maybe the, this is it the dumbest movie we've watched? <laughs> <laughs> that was that got so dumb that it's like, oh, this is just. Like, I mean, it could be. This movie is due for a revival. How is this not a, a uh, how is this not a Broadway musical? I don't know. You know? Maybe. Well, we got to try and get the rights to, we got to see if we can get the IP or we can just do our own. Yes. I think we can. I think so too. So she has lead glasses that she wears sometimes and then she can just run around and she has like sonar, like daredevil. She, has, she, has, to, she has to add it to herself though. It'll be like a fucking fish finder she sticks into her head. Mm. Then she can wear the lead glasses. Hmm. <laughs> Mannequin. <laughs> she that might have... already exist. No. Yeah, we're probably describing a movie that already exists. Yeah. We just don't even understand it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of cheap horror movies out there. Exactly. A lot of them. But with special effects now, you could really do... <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interchange mm-hmm. the arms, the legs... Eventually, it's just the head, and that's very funny. You throw the head around. You stick the head on something it's not supposed to be on. Yeah. Faux and then show. in a sequel, you build a whole new crazy body with a... Oh, yeah. See, look. The mannequin, the mannequin verse is opening up for Franchise, us. baby. Welp. The mannequin verse, it is. Childhood not ruined. Mm. We have fit there. We did it. Look, we just did it. We did mannequin finally. We did. It took us almost three years, but we did it. Yeah, we lied about it a bunch. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> we went even so far as to put out a decoy episode. Yeah. The first podcast of the new year. Yeah. We're like, you know what? 
We will end the lies. We will end the lies. You know what? It's time to turn over a new leaf and quit lying on podcasts. It is. We are still the number one podcast voted by the Podcasters Association of Iowa. So there's that. That's true. But no more lying on this podcast. Well. Nope. Never never even a fib from here on out. Okay. All right. All right. See any other good movies worth talking about? Uh, Watchmen, the TV show, was fantastic. You haven't seen it? Not a movie. That's true. Star Wars is, though. Star Wars, I really... That's a whole thing. That's a whole other episode. Yeah. The new Star Wars was a little busy from, for me. Maybe for our 30 anniversary is coming up. Yeah. End of February, I think, or March. I can't remember what the first published date was, but... Maybe for that three-year anniversary, we'll do The Phantom Menace, finally. Ah, that is a wonderful idea. I've been saving that one. That's That was the... That one that one really broke me. Yeah, it was rough. So, and I haven't seen rough. that. I've refused to watch that movie. Oh boy, I wonder what you'll think. Me too. We'll what, get that in the hopper. Yeah, sounds good. All right, guys, we did it again. Hey, thanks for listening. Go like, go like this. Uh, go like it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like Subs- our, our subscribe. Page. Yeah. Like it. Write a review. I don't know. Uh, listen listen to our other podcast too if you no sleep is a fun podcast yeah if you can't get enough of us talking you're in luck Mm -hmm. there's a whole other podcast (laughs) yes there is called no sleep the podcast but you already know that yes anyways all right guys thanks for uh, hanging with us through that break oh also we should mention how successful no sleep the show was oh well of course fucking insane that was the first big news of of the new year toll and i starred in the the preeminent comedy show of the Midwest, which is No Sleep, which we we had in Woolies this time here in Des Moines. Sold out. Sold out 400-seater. Not Big even seater. Success. Standing room only. Yeah. Great success. All right. Um, this podcast is a great success. Toll brought it up on stage. I Several did. people cheered. When you, no when big you deal. Invoke the name. Let's ruin our childhood on stage. There was a smattering of applause and cheers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheat your hones are out there. We I was it. so excited to do that. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Great times. Truly, it was. I I think we're done. All right, guys. Uh, go find yourself a mannequin and uh, do weird stuff with it. Done. Done. All right, guys. Bye-bye. I'm Tobal Green. I'm Alex Carter. Bye. Bye. There we go. We still can do it.
Somebody 